What are the challenges when it comes to HIV and AIDS currently? There's a range of challenges that we face um, as, uh, as a country. And uh, these challenges are in the midst of a number of opportunities that we have. And let's talk about HIV prevention, uh, which is in order, it is known and it is agreed upon that in order for us, for any country or even the world, to be able to have effective HIV prevention interventions, it has to be looked at uh, through um, a range of approaches. We have got to have biomedical interventions, we have got to have behavioral interventions as well as structural interventions. And these interventions have to speak to each other. What are these interventions? Well, biomedical, in terms of HIV prevention, we have a lot of products that you know have been um, that are available let me put it like that uh, in order for us to be able to prevent new infections and research is providing um, new there are a lot of there are there are a lot of breakthroughs that have taken place in terms of providing us um, with uh, HIV prevention options that should really be scaled up we know that for a long time in, in the HIV response, we've relied on, uh, on, on, on condoms, be faithful, and um, as well as abstinence, which really have not worked for the reason that they are not ideal for everybody. And now we've got a pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is a pill that you can take uh, on a daily basis. And in the recent um, uh, uh, past, well, just recently, actually, we have had a lot of other results coming through where we have a, a, what we call a dapivirine vaginal ring that can be used, which is an option that is, uh, can be used by women uh, to prevent HIV infection. And in addition to that, we have just received in the past month uh, news that of, of another, yet another breakthrough of um, a, 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 uh, injectable PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, in addition to the one that is taken orally, there is PrEP uh, that can now be taken um, uh, uh, through being injected, that is through an injection. And now all of these products, they are good, but they are not good enough if they are not um, fast-tracked to be delivered to the people who need them. So some of the challenges based on that is that we have enough uh, options, but there is a lack in terms of delivery. Uh, there is not enough uh, coordination to ensure that these are delivered to the people who need them. In terms of behavioral intervention, which really are about how do, you know, how does the country work to ensure that people's behavior really are conscious of the fact that we still have HIV and they are supported, they are educated and a whole lot of other programs which are actually uh, need to be done at scale at community level and these require communities to be very much involved and in fact to be funded and coordinated to be able to do all of this work in order for us to benefit from behavioral interventions and this is where coordination and the collaboration between all sectors of society you know from government to non-governmental organizations 
to scientists or researchers uh, to private sector to really work together and i think that is one of the challenges in terms of ensuring that you know you know communities are supported to be able to scale up and 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 encourage and educate about behavioral interventions and then structural uh, interventions is one of the things which is really at the core of a number of um, uh, issues that we are faced with as a country because if we do not have bio, we have biomedical interventions and behavioral interventions they are very they need to be supported by structural interventions structural interventions speak to ensuring that we have very good uh, you know we address the issues of poverty unemployment violence a lot of crimes that are really at the center of driving new hiv infections so in terms of HIV prevention, those are the issues that we are dealing with. And let's quickly talk about uh, HIV treatment. In terms of treatment, again, we have treatment, which is a miracle that has happened in, in, in this country where we have um, experienced for a long time people being not able to, you know, government not really making radical and uh, decisive steps towards making sure that people have access to treatment and we've gone through that we, have, we are now in a place where treatment is uh, better because we have one pill that people you know can take we have choices that works for a number of people and again then the challenge is around and making sure that the systems in the public health sector are very conducive and they are very functioning in order to be able to have all people who need treatment to be able to access it because again um, if people are not able to access treatment um, you know because of the uh, uh, fragile health systems we are again experiencing issues of not people of people not being able to live the long lives that they can you know they deserve and are able to do so once they are at here on their treatment and in addition if people are on treatment they will be able to you know they and, and they are virally suppressed because they take their treatment religiously and and if they don't get that treatment this we do not benefit we do not reap from the benefits of uh, being on treatment uh, through a concept known as um, uh, U equals U, undetectable uh, equals untransmittable, because we know science has told us uh, in no uncertain terms that if you take treatment and you are religious, you don't only have the benefit of living longer and living a healthy life, living a normal life, even if you live with HIV, but you do not transmit the virus to other people. So these are all the things that we have, but they must be delivered and a lot of challenges really come to the delivery and and you know so those these are some of the challenges that we are experiencing in, in as far as hiv is concerned can you tell me about the top reasons why hiv and aids is still a problem i think for me problem number one is lies in governance and coordination and there is a lot of things that are embedded in within that aspect of HIV because it means government has really to, you know, have to perform in a very pragmatic way and just and broadly in the health response. So with the current health systems, we really are facing a lot of challenges and that's 
problem number one in terms of the the very fragile and very you know the weak health systems that we have in in the country that is problem number one and that problem leads to um, another aspect of of how there is a strong link between you know hiv or health as well and 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 uh, the socioeconomic status in which people uh, the conditions that people live in i think and that is problem number two you know if we if we really there's a lot of being organized with regards to health systems we would really do a whole lot to ensure that we 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 arrest the high rates of hiv in this country in terms of prevention treatment and general care and a lot of these things are also um, linked to what i think is problem number three which is something that we seem to forget that we still struggle with which which is stigma um, and uh, i think stigma as well speaks to a number of things and uh, you know from from how you know people still view hiv today and how which results in a lot of people who do not go to access health services uh, because of uh, issues that are related to stigma being known and then they hide them and and um, a lot of uh, the population group that actually within around the issue of stigma speaks to health seeking behavior which is something that is seen a whole lot amongst men um, in, in, who are really not able uh, to go to access health services and in fact health services are also not very well tailored to be able to to meet the needs of different population groups uh, in the country so i think those are the three uh, top issues the the health systems to deliver uh, health and hiv interventions that we have the 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 structural drivers in terms um, you know the coordination in the country by all sectors of society as well as an issue that we believe it or not we still deal with in as far as stigma and that really makes us not to be able to you know to have people um, access health services as they should be doing um can you just tell me what is the latest research regarding hiv and aids so the latest research and by latest meaning 2020 is that and in fact it relates to hiv prevention largely which is biomedical the search for biomedical interventions and with regards to that aspect we really we know that since 2016 as a country we have we have approved pre-exposure prophylaxis which is prep and oral prep for hiv prevention that can be used by all people who are at risk where you take one pill on a daily basis to make sure that you know you do not contract hiv and and for a long time really the country has been uh, working on ensuring that people are receiving prep and of course it as uh, as the only biomedical intervention that we have um, uh, in the latest biomedical intervention we have is that prep has not really been accessible to everyone and in fact it has not been 
uh, ideal for everybody because one of the things that we need is to have choice of products that we can use. Now, research um, has then been doing working to find other interventions and two of those interventions are what we know as the Dapiverin ring, which is ARV based intervention where um, you, you vaginally insert uh, this Dapiverin ring and leave it for a month in order to, you know, to have it release the Dapiverin, which is ARV based so that you cannot contract HIV. And this is, you can tell um, by its name that it is used by women vaginally. And in, we have for a long time been waiting for an approval of this product because it was shown, it had shown uh, some level of uh, efficacy. Uh, therefore, it really needed to be, uh, uh, you know, to be approved by a number of, uh, gl by global regulatory uh, bodies uh, to really look uh, to, for it to be used. So that is one of the interventions because this year, early this year, one of the regulatory bodies that was re reviewing this product, which is known as the European Medicines Authority, uh, uh, gave this what was called a, a positive opinion, which really is one of the things that uh, suggests that, you know, this product is approved to be used and then the country has got to take this and put it into the combination i mean into um in into policy so that people are able to access it in addition to that we we have two other products that are known as a, a the injectable form of prep where you can get a, an injection as a form of prep and um, and this product while has been approved as well i mean research has shared results that this product is effective in preventing hiv infections in fact this 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 product uh, injectable prep which is known as a uh, carbotegravir has uh, has shown to prevent hiv infection uh, 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 as, as high as 90 uh, percent and now one of the things again that the country has to do is to adopt this product and have this product to be rolled out uh, into uh, into so that people who need them the most can approve them so i think those are the two products um, um, the dapiverin ring as well as the injectable prep the injectable prep has had two sister studies one study has been focusing on men who have sex with men and we had one site, it was a global study. We had one site in Africa, which was in Cape Town in South Africa, conducted by the Desmond Tutu HIV Foundation, or now known as, known as Desmond Tutu Health Foundation. And another product has been conducted as well in Sub-Saharan Africa, um, with a lot of uh, countries uh, in the region doing this study. And this is was targeting um, young women and women in general and again the results that we just received I think recently in November is that this product is effective so those are the main uh, in, uh, breakthroughs that science has given us this year so far are we in any way closer to a cure and what are the challenges that are facing clinical trials in cure research we are not very close 
at least there is no indication that we are very close and of course depending on what close means to you and uh, what you consider is close but i think the most important message is that there is a lot of optimism that uh, a breakthrough uh, to HR is possible. There are a lot of examples that have showed us and they, these have been out in the media that it is actually possible to uh, eventually get to a cure, um, you know, for HIV. So, and in terms, so what are the challenges? For instance, some of the examples that we have with regards to a cure is uh, are the patients who have been cured because they have, um, you know, they've undergone a bone marrow transplant and which i think are some of, of of the very examples that show us that uh, a cure is possible however um, from those examples really it is a very expensive and very complicated exercise and in fact unfortunately as i speak about this uh, timothy brown who is one who is known as famously known as the berlin patient is you know has um, succumbed to um, to cancer i think in the last month or so um, who is one of the very first patients who actually showed us that it is uh, possible to cure hiv and some of the challenges that really are existing in as far as a choice is, is, is concerned it is the nature the complex nature and the structure of hiv as a virus and we hear that for instance in for us to be able to locate and and be able to quantify how much virus we have in the body is very very difficult and we know that the, the way that the HIV uh, attacks the immune system, it actually stays dormant in certain parts of the body. And I think those are some of the things, and this is um, what results in what is known as latent infection. Infection that is that exists somewhere there, but is not necessarily um, impacting negatively the body. It is also known as um, an infection that is uh, in areas that are known as um, HIV reservoirs. So that is one of the main challenges that faces uh, the discovery to a job. To be able to detect uh, and eliminate uh, these cells is, 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 is really a very um, high task. Having said that, the the work around the chore actually also involves working or at least uh, uh, figuring out dealing with hiv in as far as these reservoirs that is the places that are able to keep the virus in order for it not to be um, easily eliminated even though they really don't do much harm in the body because they are latent but it is difficult to really um, you know, deal with them uh, with uh, it's in order for us to totally cure the body or rid the body of HIV. What have been some of the successes in terms of HIV? And also, are you happy with government's response to the HIV pandemic? And which areas can they improve? In terms of um, the successes, I think the country really is uh, up uh, lauded as a country that has really been able to roll out the largest 
ARV uh, rollout in the country. The, the, the ARV program really is one of the things that we have been um, uh, commended uh, for. And at another success, which I think is one thing um, uh, that is always important to note is how we have had one of the most successful uh, PMTCT programs uh, as a country where we really had a number of children who really, um, you know, whose, whose parents uh, had HIV, but uh, they were saved from contracting the virus. And uh, that's just one of the successes that we have had as a country. And, um, and unfortunately, all of these uh, uh, successes have, you know, come with a number of challenges that somehow negate the efforts that the country has made. Let's take an example. I mean, if um, the children, let's take about 2000, where, which is about uh, 20 years or so ago, um, where we had children who have who were really uh, born without HIV through the pre prevention of mother to child treatment program. And these babies have come to grow and now are adolescents or young adults. However, as young children who were born to parents who uh, lived with HIV, have been saved from HIV, but in come their adulthood, they are still at high risk of HIV infection. Um, and therefore, that speaks to how well coordinated is the program of ensuring that young women and girls are prevented and and are, are living within a system a social system that helps them to thrive but most importantly not contract hiv and that is then an area where we face a lot of challenges because they are very much at risk of contracting HIV. And that's just one area amongst many areas. And in fact, which speaks to a lot of issues in as far as uh, the whole country addressing the structural inequality, which are the structural drivers, um, you know, of uh, healthlessness but most importantly, HIV in this case. Um, so that is really an area where there's a lot that really needs to be done in terms of committing to make sure that we address this. But, um, but I think in terms of really reconfiguring our response as a country from government to civil society to the private sector, and many, many other aspects so that we are really able to do what we ought to do to save uh, uh, those people who are not infected to not contract HIV, especially if they are the most at risk.